Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do terrific work. And you can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a great show lined up for you today, including guests William Yateman, research fellow at the Cato Institute. Jack Nortman is a great citizen here in the uh, Collier County. He's uh, on the board of Gulf Shore Playhouse as well as the Holocaust Museum. He's making a trip to Ukraine and Poland, and we'll find out why. Esther Lully is the executive director of the Collier Senior Center in Golden Gate. We'll visit with Esther as well as Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture and author of many books, his latest, Beyond Flagpoles and Footprints, Pioneering the Space Frontier, he co-authored with Buzz Aldrin. It is Friday the 13th, so beware if you're superstitious. It's the 13th of May, and on this day in 1846, the U.S. Congress overwhelmingly voted to favor of President James K. Polk's request to declare war on Mexico in a dispute over Texas. Under the threat of war, the United States had refrained from annexing Texas after the latter won independence from Mexico in 1836. But in 1844, President John Tyler restarted negotiations with the Republic of Texas, culminating with a treaty of annexation. The treaty was defeated by a wide margin in the Senate because it would upset the slave-state-free state balance between North and South and risked war with Mexico, which had been broken off relations with the United States already. But shortly before leaving office and with the support of President-elect Polk, Tyler managed to get the joint resolution passed on March 1, 1845. Texas was admitted to the Union on December the 29th. While Mexico didn't follow through with its threat to declare war, relations between the two nations remained tense over border disputes. And in July 1845, President Polk ordered troops into disputed lands that lay between the uh, Nusas and the Rio Grande Rivers. In November, Polk sent the diplomat John Slidell to Mexico to seek boundary adjustments to return for Mexico, uh, U.S. government's settlement of claims of U.S. citizens against Mexico and also to make an offer to purchase California and New Mexico. After the mission failed, the U.S. Army under General Zachary Taylor advanced to the mouth of the Rio Grande, Rio Grande, the river that the state of Texas claimed as its southern territory. Mexico, claiming that the boundary was the Nusas River and northeast of uh, Rio Grande, considered the advance of Taylor's army an act of aggression and in April 1846 sent troops across the Rio Grande. Polk, in turn, declared the Mexico advance to be an invasion of U.S. soil and on May the 11th, 1846, asked Congress to declare war on Mexico, which it did two days later. After nearly two years of fighting, peace was established by the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo, signed on February the 2nd, 1848. Uh, the Rio Grande was made the southern boundary of Texas, and the California and New Mexico were ceded to the United States. In return, the United States paid Mexico the sum of $15 million, can you believe it, and agreed to settle all claims of U.S. citizens against Mexico. That's the story, though, of the uh, war with Mexico. By the way, James K. Polk actually didn't run for a second term because he had a very bad uh, <laughs> medical situation. Well, the nationwide shortage of uh, baby formula that sent mothers desperately rushing off to the store to store to buy has evaded one lucky group, the illegal immigrants detained by Border Patrol, according to a videos posted by a Florida lawmaker, the Biden administration has been shipping pallets, that's right, pallets of baby formula to migrant holding facilities. They're sending pallets, uh, pallets of baby formula to the border, said Representative Kat Kamek in one of two online postings yesterday. Meanwhile, in our own district at home, we cannot find enough baby formula, she added, holding a photo of empty shells where the formula would be. She said the agent told her, Cat, you would not believe the shipment I just brought in. He had a Border Patrol agent for 30 years, he said, and he's never seen anything quite like this. He's a grandfather, and he's saying that his own grandchildren can't get baby formula. The shortage was sparked by a manufacturing issue and then on rush to stores. 
The shortage has become one of the issues coloring the concerns about the growing inflation and economic troubles under President Joe Biden. Kamek was not critical of migrants receiving the formula, but said the administration should put American parents first. I don't know about you, but I'm if I'm a mother, anywhere, anytime in America, I go to my local Walmart or Target or Publix or Safeway or Kroger or wherever it might be, and you try and shop, and you're seeing the shelves that you're seeing signs that you're not able to get baby formula, and then you see the American government sending pallets, thousands and thousands of containers of baby formula to the border, that would make my blood boil, she said. She added it's not the children's fault at all, and she's speaking, of course, to the uh, immigrant children or illegal immigrant children, but what is infuriating to me is that it's another example of America's last agenda that the Biden administration continues to perpetuate. Hard to take argue with her argument with her. Kat Kamek, again, uh, she is absolutely right. Can't, can't believe that uh, they're doing this on the face of Americans, children going without baby formula and sending pallets off to the border for uh, illegal immigrant children. Well, a devastating report indicates nearly two-thirds of Americans are being forced to live paycheck to paycheck in the Biden economy as inflation continues apace at 8.3% in April, exceeding expert expectations and repainting at the 40-year high. A consumer price index, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, accelerated 8.3% year-over-year in April, a slight dip from March 8.5%, but still higher than the Dow Jones estimate of 8.1%. Even removing food and energy prices, the core CPI still rose 6.2%. And what's worse, workers continue to lose ground in the Biden economy as real wages adjusted for inflation decreased by 0.1% on the month. They also noted that over the past year, real earnings have dropped 2.6%. That's right, after they, there have been uh, raises, however, uh, been wiped away by inflation. Americans of the Biden era have experienced a perpetual tidal wave of horrible personal economic news with inflation rates, grocery prices, shortages of basic necessities, and gas prices delivering a blow to their accounts on nearly every basis on, daily on a daily basis. According to Lending Club report, 64% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck as of March. There's little doubt this number is going to be on the rise following inflation numbers from March and April. And these difficult times aren't simply affecting low to middle income earners. The surging cost of living has strained household finances across the board. Not only is the Biden economy hurting people financially, but it's also suffering and affecting their mental health. The American Psychological Association released a report calling Stress in America in March that gives a sobering view of how people are experience, experiencing alarming and unprecedented levels of stress. Sad story indeed. And of course, this is uh, death by a thousand cuts. And who's, it, who's, it, who's got the knife? Well, I think it's the Biden administration, unfortunately, who could uh, simply solve these problems quite easily. In fact, yesterday, the Biden administration canceled more Oil and gas leases across the country as soaring gas prices reach new heights. The Department of Interior canceled plans to drill in more than 1 million acres in Alaska's Cook Inlet, arguing lack of industry interest on top of canceling a pair of leases in the Gulf of uh, Mexico over conflicting court rulings. Can you believe it? Baby formula and now uh, canceling leases. Until now, the White House has remained silent about the massive Alaska lease, uh, citing political headwinds against the president responsible for record-setting paint at the pump. According to AAA uh, travel agency's tracker, gas prices reached new milestone yesterday as a nationwide average of $4.40 a gas of regular unleaded and fifty-five $5.55 for diesel. The prior record for unleaded was in March and uh, just continues to go up. They don't want to get hit by Republicans in light of the high gas prices, explained an environmental advocate. Uh, they're getting killed on, attacked, on attacks based on inflation. The most visible sign of inflation, of course, is high gas prices. While Biden is blamed for Russia's war on Ukraine for the continued price hikes, the trends uh, began long before President Vladimir Putin launched his February invasion, and analysts say it's clear that Biden is making things worse by banning companies from exploring sources of U.S. energy independence. Unbelievable. Uh, Biden's administration only resumed oil and gas leases on federal lands last month 
After 15 months suspension, the Department of Interior, however, offered only 20% of the lands initially nominated for oil and gas leases, uh, complemented by the 50% spike in royalties from what's extracted. So they're making it more and more difficult for oil companies to uh, extract oil and energy from uh, our territory. Senator Rand Paul managed to delay legislation to provide nearly $40 billion in humanitarian and military aid to the Ukraine on, Wednesday, on Thursday, despite bipartisan efforts to move swiftly on the bill. Paul objected to the deal struck between Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, calling for a measure to be amended to include language to create a special inspector general to oversee how the additional aid is spent. The amendment is unlikely to pass the upper chamber. Can you believe that? I mean, what's what's wrong with having somebody, an inspector general, to watch how the money's spent? It sounds like a pretty good idea to me. Paul took the, to the Senate floor to argue that his oath of office is the U.S. Constitution, not to any foreign nation. And no matter how sympathetic the cause, my oath of office is to the national security of the United States of America. He also raised concerns about the U.S. economy. Top lawmakers of both parties were looking to avoid changes to the bill, which passed the House 368 to 57. Schumer filed cloture on the measure, with the bill now expected to be brought up for a vote next week. President Joe Biden has strongly advocated that Congress move quickly to pass the supplemental aid, with lawmakers agreeing to bring it up as a standalone bill, removing language to provide additional pandemic response funding. This is just unbelievable. 38 $39.8 billion, and what's, look, at our, look at our border right now. People flowing in like crazy, uh, illegal immigrants in Texas, California, New Mexico, Arizona. Just a va- very sad state of affairs indeed. And in addition to that, the FBI has opened multiple investigation in, 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 investigations into parents protesting education policies, including a father who is upset over mask mandates. According to a whistleblower, the FBI's activities were publicly revealed in a letter Wednesday from Republicans on House Judiciary Committee to Attorney General Merrick Garland. The specifics of the FBI's investigations were disclosed to lawmakers by whistleblowers. It's just unbelievable. You read this stuff, and the accusing parents... They actually own guns, so they're calling them extremists and uh, because they don't want their kids to wear masks and because they're complaining about the schools closing. It's just unbelievable. This here in the United States of America. Everything I read to you today, it's true, and it's a shame. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com also brought to you by life in naples magazine be in the know and stay up to date by reading life in naples the website is lifeinnaples.net coming up going to visit with william yateman research fellow at the cato institute that and more right here in the bob harden show on the bob harden broadcasting network Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. 
The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're going to have Esther Lully. She's the executive director of the Collier Senior Center in Golden Gate on the show here in just a little while. Right now we have with us William Yateman. William is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. William, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, Bob. Always a pleasure. Tell us about the Cato Institute. You bet. We're a think tank here in Washington, D.C., and we're dedicated to advancing the ideals of liberty at every level of government. Cato.org is the website. C-A-T-O dot org. So a lot going on in Capitol Hill, and uh, thought maybe we should shed some light on what's going on. Let's start off with uh, what's happening with the abortion vote. Well, yeah, this is a, a part of a terrible week for Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Um, so as we'd spoken about last Friday, he scheduled a vote this uh, Wednesday, I believe, to uh, uh, establish a federal right to abortion in all 50 states. Um, ultimately, he couldn't get it out of his own caucus. Um, that is to say that Senator Joe Manchin um, joined Republicans in voting against this bill. What makes this remarkable, um, what makes it truly, I guess, uh, stepping on a rake and you know, having it hit your face, is that if Schumer had just set out to codify Roe v. Wade, he would have had he would have had Manchin's vote, and potentially he would have had two Republican votes, uh, hmm. Senators Murkowski and Collins. But because Schumer went beyond that, um, went beyond codifying Roe and into you know a, a, a further entrenching um, the right to abortion, um, he lost all those votes. So it, it really is indicative of sort of uh, uh, the the conspicuous absence of a strategy that seems to be afflicting the Senate these days. Or perhaps uh, being tone deaf to what's going on and what people are feeling and thinking about the, all these issues. Just incredible. By, by the way, Rand Paul uh, you know, threw a technicality into the vote about aid to Ukraine. I thought was quite interesting yesterday on a technicality. Uh, maybe it's not going to move forward. Well, it, it'll be interesting. So he's, Rand Paul has, has been that sort of monkey wrench uh, in the gears before. Yeah. And um, here, you know, uh, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm sympathetic. I'm, I'm largely a pacifist. Um, but if history is any uh, indication, then I think ultimately he is proving a political point and will give way. Um, but uh, that said, I, I do, uh, without commenting on the underlying issue, I do respect what he's doing. I yeah. mean, you know, he, he does sound like he's, um, you know, standing up for his convictions and principles here. Well, and it's not just a technicality. He's basically saying, hey, why don't we have an inspector general who's watching over $40 billion? Is that a good idea? <laughs> I think it might be a good idea. So uh, also, here, here. maybe uh, any update on Title 42 and what's happening on immigration policy? Oh, yeah. So we'd spoken about that, I think, a couple weeks ago. This is the uh, it was a Trump era immigration policy that, uh, in essence, had turned away a number of immigrants at the border due to uh, COVID concerns. Um, the Biden administration was going to lift this policy on May 23rd. Um, a, a court, as we discussed a couple weeks ago, a federal district court in Louisiana um, put a pause to the Biden administration's actions. In the meantime, there has been a great deal of support in, uh, from both parties in the Senate um, for legislation that would, in essence, block the Biden administration from overturning this Title 42 immigration policy. Uh, the long and short of it is, this kind of gets back to Chuck Schumer's no good, terrible week. 
Um, the Democrats have this COVID funding bill to spend $10 billion on, on you know, further COVID measures. Republicans, and this is for weeks this has been going on, Republicans, they need Republican support to pass this measure. The price for Republican support is a vote in the Senate, um, you know, as to whether as, regarding this legislation to block the, the Biden administration's Title 42 immigration policy. Schumer had sought to put off this vote because he's pretty darn sure that he'll lose. I mean, I think up to 10 Senate Democrats are, are keen on blocking the Biden administration here. Uh, Schumer had attempted to tether the COVID funding to the Ukraine funding that we just spoke about. Mm -hmm. um, that effort fell apart on Monday. His, his intention there was that the Ukraine funding is a must-pass vote. Um, so the long and short of it, this is another big setback for Schumer insofar as now, um, if he's going to proceed with the COVID spending bill, this $10 billion, he's going to have to face a vote on this Title 42 policy. And he's likely going to lose that vote in a, a robust bipartisan fashion. Um, so it's uh, uh, the politics there, sort of like the politics of the abortion vote, um, indicate that, that Schumer's hand on the tiller of the Senate is uh, uh, not terribly even. We're grateful for that, actually, William. <laughs> it's, 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 it's indeed. Good news, indeed. So uh, is the Justice Department a little bit slow in, in uh, protecting uh, the justices, associate justices of the Supreme Court and their homes and the political reaction of what's happening with regard to the abortion bill? <laughs> yes, um, I think that's a, a, a fair point. I mean, so you're, obviously, you're referring to these outrageous demonstrations outside of Justice Kavanaugh's, Justice Alito's homes that occurred uh, over the past week and over the past weekend. Um, the politics on this are interesting because the initial reaction from congressional leaders in the Democrat Party um, was largely dismissive. I mean, I won't say they outright condoned the protests, but they were unwilling to condemn them. Mm -hmm. uh, that changed, I mean, almost overnight. Um, we, we have seen, I mean, you know, clearly, obviously, the politics here, uh, you know, Americans seem uh, there must be robust majorities among the electorate that these sort of protests are uh, inappropriate because uh, the Dems changed course. And now sort of a, a, it's on the front burner in both the House and the Senate is federal legislation that would codify protection for the justices' homes from these sorts of protests. So um, I, I, it was, I do believe the Justice Department has been slow here. I believe the government's reaction has been slow here. Um, but I think the, the politics of this matter seem pretty clear where the American people stand. And uh, despite that sort of initial uh, wishy-washy reaction from many congressional leaders, um, uh, the, now I think they're, they see the impetus. They see the light. They see where the American people are on this. And I think we're going to get legislation in pretty short order. Um, that codifies protections for the justices. Yeah, and, and well, it also, it's against the law to try and influence a vote uh, for the associate justice or of any uh, federal judge, isn't it? I mean, it's, uh, so what they're doing is lawless, that they should be arrested for that. I don't disagree with that. Um, and, and indeed, I have seen uh, numerous state and federal level statutes that seem to be violated by these protests. However, I will note here, um, there's this uh, thing called prosecu prosecutorial discretion, yeah. which is to say that just because something is illegal doesn't mean that the, the executive in charge of the prosecutor's office um, has to go after it. Um, yeah. So, and, and frankly, that's, I think, what we're seeing. Um, you know, this is a, a politically fraught matter, and um, in part uh, uh, is the cause of, of what we've been discussing with respect yeah. to this delay by the, the Justice Department to, to act on this. Yeah, yeah, well, thank you for that. I know you're right. Uh, before I let you go, any update on the Durham investigation? Uh, you, you bet trial could start as early as next week. Um, we had jury selection this week. It, it, that's shaping to finish up on Monday. The other big news this week was that uh, Judge Christopher Cooper made a number of evidentiary um, rulings. Um, so one of these, uh, he limited the amount of evidence that uh, Prosecutor Durham could bring into play regarding the links between Michael Sussman and the Clinton campaign, hmm. but he didn't eliminate all such evidence. So Durham still will be presenting a case that there was this nexus between, um, you know, political forces and Sussman and this GPS fusion. Um, the other evidentiary ruling was that he's going to allow uh, a, a, a cache of emails um, between Sussman and GPS fusion to demonstrate the extent to which that entity was involved. So 
Um, the, the big news, I guess, is that the trial is going to kick off as soon as possibly uh, next week. Um, and stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned to do William Yateman, again, research fellow at the Cato Institute. Cato.org is the website, C-A-T-O.org. William, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, Bob. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, Jack Nortman, great citizen here on the Paradise Coast and also an advocate for the well-being of uh, folks in Ukraine. We're going to find out how and why. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer with chronic pain and discomfort? After back surgery tendons and muscles and difficulty standing upright. On a referral, I visited Dr. Alec at Mind to Heal and Longevity Practice where acupuncture, medical massage, energy healing, and integrative holistic medicine are harmonized to create a one-of-a-kind restorative experience. After only two visits, my pain began to dissipate and I could stand and walk more upright. It was amazing. I plan to continue my treatments to enhance my sense of well-being. Don't suffer discomfort. Improve your quality of life for yourself and make an appointment by visiting the website IamDesignedToHeal.com designedtoheal.com or you can text Dr. Alec at 239-322-17. That's 3817. That's at com for an amazing, one-of-a-kind, restorative experience. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice, Ameriprise Financial Services, and Health. With confident retirement approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratisfell Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The confident retirement approach guarantee a future financial result. Services are made available. Prize Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks for joining us here on the show at Gulf Shore Playhouse. Building a 44,000 square foot performing arts center in downtown Naples is going to be a little bring your style theater at its visit. It's now by site, golfshoreplayhouse.org. With Esther Lully, she's the executive director of the Collier Senior Center. Right now we have with us Jack Nortman. Jack uh, on the board, a longtime board member of Golf Shore Playhouse. He's also responsible for getting the boxcar brought to the Holocaust Museum. It's a it's for a lot of going on to helping young people, as well as all of us learn more about uh, the Jack, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Jack. So um, you're going off to Ukraine uh, on a uh, mercy mission to help uh, these refugees. This story is really close to your heart. Tell us a little bit about it. Actually, I'm a refugee. My parents were uh, Holocaust mm. and uh, obviously survived the uh, the Holocaust. And, uh, you know, we kind of uh, ended up in a DP camp where I was born. And we were refugees for a long time. Uh, we, uh, we made our way to uh, Paris. They told us to go. And then from Paris, we went to the United States. Mm. Very similar experiences uh, to what is happening now. You know, there's there are some comparisons and not, but uh, nobody was helping you. You know, you ran and uh, uh, people in, all over the world saying, you know, we're going to help these poor people. You know, whether they were Jews, or they were they were uh, gays, uh, whether they were uh, communists, and so forth and so on. So today, when I see what's going on, uh, it really, it really gets me deeply because uh, it probably brings up a lot of memories, even hidden memories I had because I was a child. We were refugees, but we grew up in a home. We talked about it all the time. Yeah. You can feel what's going on. So tell us what your plans are. What are you going to do? Well, you know, we're going to go to the Ukraine-Polish uh, uh, border and... Uh, there's so many things every day. It's a whole different circumstance. I, I talk to uh, I talk to them almost daily, and they have different needs. And uh, we want to try to fill some needs for these poor people, and see if we can give them a little. You know, what we're going to do is 
probably very small in refugees, but if we can help out 50, 100, make a, at least a temporary uh, difference in their life. You know, you uh, help one family at a time, one person at a time. You can't do it everything for everybody. And we're talking about 4 million, as I understand it right now, up to 4 million refugees that have left their homes in Ukraine uh, in order to seek, and in many cases, leaving their husbands, just bringing along very few possessions as well as their children. So these people are really desperate. So what can we do and, and what can we do to support you? Uh, right now, our plans are to leave on June the 20th. And uh, we have, we've done a fundraiser, uh, some very nice support. I, I have to say that the people of Naples are really, this is a, I think it's a special situation uh, as people can get. Um, because personally, for me, it's difficult. We, we gave money to organizations. It wasn't enough. And uh, I told this, I'm sitting in Naples, Florida, off of Mexico, and I'm thinking about these poor people. And I just feel very compelled to go there and try to help them. We went through the same thing that they went through. And it's it's a murder. I mean, it, it's pretty tough. And, and there's friends with them. They're fighting a war, and their husbands are not only worried about the war, but families that don't have any shelter. So uh, I also go ahead. Jack, complete your thoughts. Well, I also feel. I mean, there's a piece of it that I feel that we owe uh, uh, we owe a little debt to these. I do believe they're fighting for us, the West, that win to the families. Yeah, give them relief knowing that they're fighting, and at least uh, the world's taking care of their families as best as possible. Well, Jack, just very grateful that you're giving this outlet for us to participate and to support your efforts. And uh, so, uh, how do we? What, what, do you, what do you need? You need money, just money, okay. or what? Okay, obviously, money is always the best because you can buy a lot of things over there uh, a lot cheaper than you can buy here. But there are a lot of things you have. So there's a few things that we're really looking. Financial appreciate website the foundation dot com. And uh, if you give it dollars, fifty thousand, we'll take anything we can get, so we can uh, make a difference for these poor people. Uh, what they do is this: women's underwear, uh, and bras, big shortage. They don't need. So we've been reaching out to uh, some manufacturers, uh, seconds, defective ones, because nobody really cares. And uh, we're trying to make some contacts and bring some us because we know there's a shortage uh the other thing is three weeks ago they needed clothes so we just accumulated a lot of clothes two weeks later they said we don't need clothes fluid it is that doesn't mean that in a week from now they're not going to say bring clothes yeah. so we have everything put we have everything together here assuming they're going to we have we were very fortunate uh that actor over at uh physicians region man is unbelievable dr mark gerber he gave us much money to take to Poland and Ukraine. The man is a saint. Yeah. I want to publicly thank him very, very much because he is going to make a difference. He gave us tools, medications, and they are in big need of that. Uh, the other thing, uh, just a couple of uh, the, the of, uh, I think it's Benita Bay uh, quilters, they probably made a hundred quilts that they want to give to, uh, they made little quilts for the children. Fabulous. Which I have to tell you, I, I met with them very heartwarming, a lot of love, uh, just a uh, Naples generosity. And uh, the thing that we did, or we are doing, and I picked uh, many schools in Naples, the Holocaust Museum um, in Minneapolis and in Chicago, the children, the children that are refugees. Wow. And we're doing uh, some, we're going to do it in Polish and some in Ukrainian. Them yesterday, they're teary eyed. Wow. When you see these kids wishing other kids the best in the way they write it, I hope for America. Yeah. Our kids are wonderful. Because, you know, if the kids are wonderful, the kids, the parents. Absolutely. Jack, again, Jack Nortman, you're just doing so much good. And it's really great that somebody in our community out and allowing this to happen. We can all participate. I give, I give the website again, boxcarfoundation.org. 
boxcarfoundation.org. You can give a contribution, Jack mentioned. It does much, the more, obviously, because the more good it can do. But uh, again, it is tax deductible. Uh, the uh, Boxcar Foundation is a, ta- is a 501c3, so you can deduct your contribution. Uh, Jack, I just genuinely appreciate what you're doing for the community. I appreciate you and uh, everything you're doing to support the Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. And if I can just inject one thing, well, uh-huh. if there's any any private planes that are heading back to Chicago from Naples because of boxes of things we need to get up there because we're going to uh, the border from Chicago. Uh, there are people that are going back and forth. There's probably enough for about seven, eight, I would say, maybe seven. not a lot, but uh, you know, it's, it's significant. And then we're in contact with any corporate airline people that go to Warsaw. We're not looking for any deals on tickets or anything, but we'd like to get this freight. Uh, if they comp us on the freight instead of paying all that extra buildup. Absolutely. Again, boxcarfoundation.org. It's commentary here on the show. Thanks, buddy, and thanks for all your support. And uh, whether you help us or another, they need the help. All right. Thank you, Jack. All right. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Tully. Uh, she is the executive director of Senior Center in Golden Gate. That and more right here in the Bob Harden uh, Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show. If Harden Broadcast. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisor of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, confident retirement approach. You'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located 5 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. Confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made of Prize Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate courtyard garden, Provencal Caribbean dining a wonderful and memorable and a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovence.com or call 261-8239. That's 2- Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. Now here's your host, Bob Harden. Choice Social. Choice Social is a new refreshing social platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to visit with Professor Larry. Right now we have with us Esther Lully. She is the executive director of the Collier Center. Esther, thank you so much for joining Thank you, Bob. Good morning. Good morning to you. Well, I was literally looking for information now. A lot of focus on uh, working uh, homeless people, people that uh, are seeing their rents go up and so forth, but I know it affects seniors too. Maybe you can tell us about the Collier Senior Center at Gold. Absolutely. And thank you so much for the opportunity. As you made mention, working is very, you know, um, affected by all that is going on with the housing. Our seniors, Bob, they're, they're um, as we know here in Collier County, over 30 percent of the population is 60 years or older. And within that 36 percent, 7 percent of these men and women are living below the poverty level at about $11,000 um, annual. You can just imagine that is taking place. Uh, we're getting calls. You have seniors who these um, and a little younger, like up in the 55, are facing homelessness. Who knows? So thankfully, uh, given that we have the direct program where we're able to help them um, with medical, prescription, whatever it is they need to make the choice on how they're going to spend their Social Security income that they're receiving, you know, whether uh, they have to pay rent or not pay rent to get a medication. So we help to alleviate that burden. And I would, I have respect and um, 
much appreciation to our community partners. If it wasn't for collaboration that the Collier Senior Center is so good at doing, uh, we would to help those seniors navigate through through these times. So we collect agencies where they could get the resources. If the $400 that were given is not enough to help accommodate their needs, we connect them with the right resources so they can get. Yeah, just an outstanding organization. And of course, the other thing, of course, is the loneliness is experienced because people drift away, their friendships and so forth. There are a lot of people yeah. who are isolated in Collier County, especially post-pandemic, uh, really need to socialize. And that's such an opponent to a healthy life. So while there's needs for the homeless, there's needs for, uh, for people who don't have the resources to deal with inflation, there's just everyday needs as well that you're supporting. Absolutely, yes. And I'm so grateful that you highlighted that. Our Upfly program, which is utilizing and promoting social engagement for loneliness, isolation, and the family, that is a program for every Wednesday. Um, there's a friendship connection group, women 55 years old, and group connect so that they, they can build and engage more socially. Um, and also, we have counseling where they can meet with our mental health counselors just express, you know, what, what their mental health needs are, because as you said, this crisis mission, um, yes, we can give people houses, but we also need to help take care of the mental wellness of our seniors as well. And this Upslide program does a job at keeping them involved, socially building relationships to help them through these trying times. Yeah, absolutely. And in addition to that, what's going on like bingo and Zumba and other things? Oh, absolutely. Mondays and bingo days throughout the week. Um, our seniors can come in for, for Zumba. They can do uh, no contest. Always having a celebration. Um, there's always something to celebrate. <laughs> uh, holidays, birthdays at the end of the month. So we have a very active center. It's very vibrant, uh, very energetic, very welcome. Monday through Friday, we are um, anyone who's listening can pass this information along to others and also the seniors that they may be caring for. Stop on Golden Gate Senior Center, which is located at 98 Coldway, Golden Gate, and information you need to see how you could become a member and get involved. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the website, senior.org, callyourseniorcenter.org. So check out the website. Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's just uh, somebody who's isolated contact doesn't have uh, uh, friendships and so forth you know you can actually be an instrument of people is right here in our community help seniors in so many different ways I just encourage you to get involved yeah. org. esther uh, any final comments i also in um and have direct assistance help if they and become, but we also partner with the Collier County Nutrition where we offer a hot meal right around 11.30. It's going out to um, 12.30 p.m. So if anyone wants a hot meal, come on over. All this is at no cost. And for a simple to $500, it could provide a one low for an entire year of charge. So community partners, Bob, I can't praise them enough. The Community Foundation, the Richard M. Schultz Family Foundation, and we're just grateful that we're we have the resource to help our seniors. So thank you for the opportunity. Uh, thank you uh, for you and your leadership there and uh, providing these great opportunities uh, for seniors. And again, the website is CollierSeniorCenter.org. Esther, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Uh, thank you, Bob. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Esther. All right, coming up, Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor of Houston Space Architecture, the author of several books, his latest, Beacles and Footprints, Pioneering the Space Frontier. He co-authored this book. Uh, with Buzz Aldrin, his column for Newsmax. We'll be talking, uh, Professor Bell, that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here Harden Broadcasting Network. From joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees, I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery. He successfully symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best offer. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006. I have a range of motion in both knees, and I have often exercised pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. 
Call orthopedic surgeon Markovich for orthopedic surgeon at 482 That's 482 He did a great job for me, and he'll help you, too. School Choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America and is now supported by three out of four voters. Optima Foundation, a nonprofit, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superiors. Optima's goal is the successful launch of Hillsdale College, Classical Academies, and other schools serving kindergarten through 12th grade. The mission is to improve the hearts of young people through content-rich classical education and the local instruction moral character and civic virtue every product of the process naples classical academy opened this fall in a classical virtual school optima classical academy will open in 2022 find out more by visiting optimaed.org help children optimize their education opportunities visit www.optimaed.org Thanks to the show. It's Foundation for Government Accountability, creating policies and programs, among other things, to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative, and you can find out more by visiting the website, thefd.org. We have with us Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston. He's an author, his flagpoles and footprints, pioneering the space frontier, authored with Buzz Aldrin. He also writes his four times a week for Newsmax.com. Professor Bell, thank you so much for your show. And Bob, thank you. I I enjoyed it as well, Professor. And it's just so intriguing. Investigation bombshells could explode Biden, Hillary, for hope. Maybe you could tell us about it. Yeah, I think this is really a big deal. You know, as, as we look forward, of course, nobody can predict the future entirely, but, you know, there's that eternal question, is is Joe Biden going to run again for president? And will he then will be, you know, all those all those kinds of issues. But he when he obviously has some a, a lot of a lot of problems, cognitive problems, and so on. And then some that he wants to get back in, and uh, the notion that you know, she might be a player because because of Joe's problems and because Kamala is unelectable. Whether whether Hillary is evil and Kamala, uh, that's but there's two a couple of things that are really uh, in the works. I think are very very predictable, and that is the fact that uh, there's something going on. The uh, there's pretty strong sense of optimism in many of our parts that the midterms will uh, change the political climate pretty dramatically and. And uh, in one way, if, if uh, the Republicans take the House and the Senate, these investigation committees, oversight committees and so on, that have been uh, controlled by Democrats, and we see, uh, we see Schumer, you know, and we see Adler, uh, and we uh, Adam Schiff, and we see others that have been controlling, these Nancy Pelosi controlling what comes out uh, out of the House. And what what she can borrow those allegations. All this changes. And the Republicans are very, 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 very active in terms of uh, keeping and looking at these, you know, the insight into into these, you know, Hunter's laptop uh, horrors and Hillary's uh, inclusion thing as Trump and all that cooked up stuff. This stuff is going to be a drip, 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 and I think kind of a waterfall of of charges after the midterms leading into 2024 that are going to be too interesting to the media that they can't they can't afford not to cover it. Uh, there's stuff, and it's too well documented. And there was a you know the hundred laptop thing is just really uh, we we know about the. You know the uh, name peddling of the Biden family, and you know here Hunter goes to goes to Beijing on Air Force Two with his dad, and he comes back ten days later with a billion and a half dollars. That's you know, with with a bank connection, you know, to the Communist Party and right. things like that. Just absolutely staggering. Uh, kind of would uh, you know that would 
you know, just inexplicable. There was a lot of questions about the, uh, whether the German investigation was for real and whether whether he's going to be another uh, you know, political, uh, you know, give you know, cut slack for Hillary and 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 her. her. Looks like he's the real deal. So all this stuff is going to be coming apart, and uh, and I think, I think I just think it's going to doom any expectations that Biden would run again, or and particularly that Hillary would ever enter the race. Well, you know, after, uh, as I understand it, Durham's trial is going to begin next week. Apparently, they've uh, they've called jurors, and uh, they're going to start the whole process of. And there's going to be a lot of fallout from that. So, for the first time, I mean, we're beginning to see the re- the result of the investigation. That in takes having House investigation, Hunter Biden, and uh, the other things that have been going on. Uh, I think there's a lot of fallout, and by that I mean good fallout for. We'll see justice done on so many fronts. Well, I think it's yeah, you know, it's going to be a fallout. I think in addition, not just for Hillary, but it's going to be you know a lot of people. You know, you know, we've got John Brennan, we've got Clapper, and we've got others who who are going to be brought into this because it, I think prove looks like it's going to prove that, and, and Durham is clearly aware of this that uh, was Obama and, and, and Biden because they knew knew that Hillary was they knew what she was up to. Mm-hmm. And and she had been, you know, they had been briefed rather, and uh, and uh, you know, all this investigation is clearly very strategic. They're they're building the case from the bottom up and cut the goods on on Hillary's uh, lawyers. And, uh, they they've got they've gotten caught now uh, lying to uh, at the very top to the FBI's counsel, and I mean this. This is some serious stuff, and and uh, and we've got people, uh, you know, s- some people in the administration uh, that are, are going to be uh, who are really mouthpieces that have this this uh, to the press and kept the press on this, and uh, and and so there's a lot of there's a lot of I think uh, people that are going to be um, exposed and a few indictments, and these aren't just my views. These are you know, thought and experience. It's going to be more and more and more of this. It's 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 very difficult to see how broadly our government has become and how and how how these bad apples, bad eggs, get passed from administration to administration, uh, uh, and they're present and they're present there. There are people at the very end of our foreign policy right now. Uh, we've got a we've got a president that is is I think pretty broadly thought to be uh, pretty much of a, uh, being controlled by you know, so many holdovers from the Biden administration uh, from the Obama administration mm-hmm. and 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 they're they're tainted goods. And Professor Larry Bell again, endowed professor at the university. Really appreciate your shedding light on, I mean, the wheels of justice grind. Hopefully, grind fine, and hopefully, we'll see some of these people brought to justice for their uh, malfeasance and the things that they've done. Appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. And Bob, I enjoy it, and I thank you so much. My pleasure, indeed. Up here in today's show, I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did and learned a lot. That's lined up for Monday. We'll visit with the founder and publisher of HistoryCentral.com. We'll be talking about current world events. We'll very read endowed our emeritus uh, of the Foundation for Economic Education and Jim McTagg, author and former one of Brioches as well. All comments on the show, you can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. Bobharden at hotmail.com. Uh, 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 day and weekend on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For and awesome previous shows, visit www.bob.com. <laughs>